Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. I'm your host, Steph Caswell, and I'm thrilled you're tuning in for today's episode. This podcast is for non-fiction writers who are looking to write a book in their niche to showcase their expertise and take their business to the next level. If that's you, then hooray, you are in the right place because nothing can elevate your brand, your business, or you, like a book can. So if you're about to start your writing journey or you're already on it, you are so welcome in the Happy Writers community. Let's dive in to today's episode, all about AI. There's been a surge, hasn't there, in AI technology over the last year. It seems to have catapulted out of nowhere. And for me, I feel as though I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I'm getting better at understanding AI. I've been using it in my writing. I've been using it in my business. And I kind of feel like I'm getting to grips with it. But there's so much to learn. And I'm sure there's going to be so much more that comes out in the next few years, months, probably even weeks that maybe we don't know about yet. And just thinking how far it's come in the last year is astonishing. But as writers, it can be difficult to know whether using AI is the right thing to do because there's there's talk, isn't there? There's talk out there. People want to know, should I use AI? Shouldn't I use AI? Is it everything it's cracked up to be? And to be honest with you, I've got mixed feelings. I'm going to share them with you in this episode because I really feel as though being honest and upfront about how we feel about new stuff that comes around is the best way forward. We don't know all the answers. And as a small business owner, I don't think we should be expected to know everything about every little thing that comes out. But because AI has become such a huge thing in the media, but also in the small business world, I think it's worth touching on how we can use it in our writing and use it in the right way. So I get the fear. I do. I get the fear. And when it's the unknown and when it's something that I guess there's a lot of things that are at play when it comes to AI and how it's going to move forward in the future. It's okay to be fearful, right? You don't have to just say, oh, okay, it doesn't matter, it doesn't bother me. Because obviously, the more people talk about it, the more fear-mongering happens, the more people get alarmed and worried. And I know some of the big names out there have been talking about AI and the impact that it's going to have unless we can sort of get control of it a little more. And it reminds me a little bit, actually, of social media, the algorithm, how it's kind of just become this huge thing that when I was a kid just wasn't even around, uh, much to my children's uh, absolute joy when I tell them that they find that hilarious. But it's true, isn't it? it? It's not something that we had to put up with, that we had to cope with in our teenage years. And now we're adults, we sort of understand how the algorithm works, we sort of understand how we can protect ourselves. But yeah, there's still work to be done. And I think there's still work to be done within AI. One thing that is really important within the writing world, within the publishing world, is the rights of authors. And this has really been something that's been written about in the media. You know, how can authors stop AI companies using their work to generate results, to generate text, to generate ideas for other people, and for people to simply copy and paste stuff that doesn't belong to them and claim it as their own. And that's the trouble, isn't it, with AI, is that it can have 
that problem for established authors, published authors, people out there who are maybe not using AI in a very ethical way, and therefore they are taking what is not theirs and then publishing it as their own work, which you know is really, really hard. It's going to be something that I don't even begin to know how they're going to manage. However, having said that, only last week, I'm recording in September 2023, as of last week, Amazon have put out something that talks about how they're going to try and protect their authors and protect the books that are uploaded. And as of last week, if you are uploading a book to KDP, you have to claim whether it's been AI generated or AI assisted. And what they're trying to do is, I guess, get rid of the AI generated books, which in my opinion is a fantastic idea. Um, And just hopefully people will be honest. Now, of course, that's the crux of it, right? People have to be honest when they upload their books. They have to say, yes, I used AI. Um, and this is not completely my work. The difference between AI generated and AI assisted is that people who use AI for research purposes, and we'll come on to that in a little bit later in the episode, that, as Amazon has said, is okay. But if you've generated the entire book or sections of the book using just AI and none of your own voice, none of your own work, then that's where they want you to be sort of declaring that as you upload. Again, it's going to come down to honesty, isn't it? And I wonder whether there will be at some point some way that Amazon will be able to start sweeping using some sort of technology to check whether it's an AI produced book. Who knows? But I do think it's so important that moving forward, you know, as authors, as writers, as people in business, we keep ourselves abreast of the situation and we keep reading about it and being knowledgeable because knowledge is power, right? The other thing that is interesting is that there's a very well-known author and um, lady in the publishing industry called Jane Friedman, particularly in the self-publishing space, but she's got experience in publishing in all aspects. So she used to be in traditional publishing and she's now moved into sort of helping authors understand other aspects, other routes in the publishing world. And Jane basically said that on Amazon, people are have been taking her books uh, or writing books, should I say, using AI and then using her name to sell them. So people are selling books under Jane's name that have been written using AI and Amazon have taken the books down. But it just goes to show that there is this whole brand new arena that we don't know about and we don't quite know how to use it in the best way and the most ethical way. So, you know, We've got to educate ourselves. We've got to keep learning all the time. And I can tell, I'm sure you can, when something has been AI generated, when you read something, maybe a caption on social media or a blog post or something where it just sounds very artificial, (laughs) hence why it's called artificial intelligence, but it does sound artificial. And I suppose that for me as an author is something that makes me feel slightly reassured that actually when people are using AI to to write books, that it's going to be super obvious and it doesn't have the author's voice. And I'm just going to share a story with you very quickly before I move on to how you can use AI. It's about a lady I saw on a TikTok video. I don't go on TikTok very often, but when I do, 
I, I follow people who are writers. I follow people in publishing. And this lady had said she was a small business owner and she decided she was going to use AI to write a book in a day. And she did. She just basically wrote in loads of different prompts and got AI to generate, I'm assuming chat GPT, because that's obviously the one that everyone's most familiar with at the moment. And it generated a book. It, you know, it put it together for her. She read it through evidently and then published it on Amazon. And she was very proud of the fact that she'd written and published a book in a day. Now this for me is a little bit ick, is a little bit just sad that this is what people think is the best way to showcase their business, to showcase their brand. And I get that obviously people might want help and they might want ideas and all this other stuff that the AI that ChatGPT can offer, but simply copying and pasting and then uploading a book and telling people you're a published author just makes me feel sad. It makes me feel quite angry. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that her book is going to be, you know, one of those ones that, you know, eventually is found out and gets taken down. Amazon are very hot also on AI generated images for book covers. So that's something else also to consider. If that's something you thought about doing to generate and create a, a cheaper book cover, um, you got to be aware of that, that they're also uh, doing some sort of protection around imagery. And again, it comes down to the rights of the artists and, you know, the rights of the authors is we've got to be super careful. Having said that, I do firmly believe that you can use AI to help you when it comes to writing in great ways. And that's what I'm going to share with you next. Now, I have been on a chat GPT workshop with the very wonderful Helen Perry. And if you don't know who Helen is, she's a marketing expert. She's on Instagram and she's really been getting her teeth into ChatGPT, into AI. And I really, really love Helen's vibe. And I've been on several of her workshops actually, but this one around ChatGPT was really, really interesting for me because I wanted to know as a small business owner how I could use it. But then I thought to myself, right, okay, well, how as an author, can I use some of the stuff that Helen talks about? I also listened to a very interesting um, talk at the self-publishing show this year about AI. And admittedly, that was around fiction writing. But again, there's some stuff that you can take and apply to writing business books or nonfiction books. And the, the thing that I love most that Helen talked about is how she views ChatGPT as her assistant as an assistant. And she really made me think about that because I thought often as small business owners, often as writers, we are stuck on our own, aren't we? We're doing everything by ourselves. And to be able to ask somebody else their opinion is often such a missing piece of what it means to be a solopreneur, to be someone who's doing this on their own. If you've got a small team, great. But actually for most of us, particularly as writers, we don't have a team. It's just us and the keyboard, right? So I was really, really interested in this concept of using it as an assistant. And Helen really advocates talking to it as an assistant and sort of, sort of having conversations with it and really thinking about if I was going to ask an actual person this next question, how would I ask them? And how can I then use that to type a prompt into ChatGPT? Now, I'm going to use chat as kind of the 
the sort of overarching name for it, but I do mean any kind of AI because I know there are other tools out there. But when I talk about ChatGPT, if I use that, I'm, I'm kind of using it as the universal term AI, which I know it isn't, but listen, we're all friends here. We, you can you can hopefully forgive me. So, so that's the first thing to do is think of it as an assistant. Think of it as somebody that can help you uh, with various aspects of your writing. And the way you would say something to an assistant, to a person, is the way you should write it into the prompt box on ChatGPT. It can also help with research. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to caveat that with the research and where it cites its sources can sometimes not be accurate. So we've got to be careful here. But if you're doing research for a business book and you want to find out just some some great stuff around, say, for example, you're doing a section on, I don't know, mindset, for example, and you want to pull some research, some ideas, some things to read through about mindset. Now, this is not a case of, as I've said, copying and pasting what you get through as the response from the AI tool. It's about using it to read through and to generate your own ideas, your own thinking. And sometimes they can just be they can themselves just be prompts where you read something and you think, okay, I, I know that I want to talk about this in my own way and and to give my opinion on this particular perspective. So you know, that's a great tool. It's a research assistant. And the fiction author that I listened to also said that, that she uses it to research place names or character names. Or, you know, I was doing some work on my own fiction recently and I was using it to, uh, I asked uh, ChatGPT, give me some names from the 1920s that were very popular within the UK. And it came up with them in about five seconds, which helped me think of character names or potential, you know, just people that might be in the background to the story. So it's really useful for research. It can also help you to rephrase things. So if you have something that you've written, be it a paragraph, be it a section of your book, and I'm not saying the whole chapter because that would be nuts in my opinion, but if you've got a section that you want uh, ChatGPT to have a look at and to give you some feedback on, what you can do is you can copy and paste that paragraph into the chat prompt and you can say to it, could you make this more succinct or could you um, read this through and make some suggestions on how I how it could be more concise or um, how I could improve it. And again, it's that assistant approach that can be really, really helpful. The more specific you are when it comes to AI and the prompts, the better the results. So if you're some, don't be too generic with what you want it to do. Be really, really specific. You can also ask it to proofread your work. You can ask it to read through and check for any grammatical errors um, and suggest some changes or make those changes. And again, you have to read through what it's suggested, but it's such, it's another pair of eyes, isn't it? And I'm absolutely not telling you that this is a better thing than an actual human proofreader. I would never say that, but it can be really useful to use it before you're sending it off to a human, just to give it that sort of a bit of a tidy up, a bit of a clean up. And, you know, I use Grammarly all the time. So, you know, I'm already using AI in terms of just helping me to make my sentences grammatically accurate, sometimes to make them more concise. So, you know, use it before sending it on to somebody who can do that extra level, that human check that AI won't give you. Another tip that you might find useful is using it for your blurb. 
Now, writing a blurb for a book, the back cover copy, can be quite overwhelming for people. So if you feel overwhelmed with how to write a blurb or maybe how to write you know, the, the description copy for Amazon, again, ask AI to, to generate something for you that you can then tweak and improve and make sound more like you. And, and again, like I say, we're only using it to give us a boost, to give us some support, to give us some help and suggestions. We're not using it verbatim and simply copying and pasting. It can also be really helpful subheading ideas. So if, for example, you're writing a chapter and you think oh, this chapter is about a particular thing, let's say, for example, it's about leadership and you want to generate some subtitles that can then become the sections within that chapter. Again, you can ask AI to give you some ideas for subheadings. Again, be specific. Tell the chat GPT, tell AI what your book's about, who it's for, uh, what the chapter's about, what it's going to be covering, and then it will give you the best responses possible. Okay, so they're the main things I think you can use chat GPT or AI for. Um, here's a, a, a few simple tips before I go. Okay, so be specific. Write it as though you're asking somebody. The more specific you are, the better the response is. Give it context. So explain the idea around what you want its help with. So like I said, if it's a chapter in your book, tell that the AI prompt what the chapter's about, who the reader is, what you want them to get from it. Be really, really, really clear there and you will find that it gives you better responses as a result. Don't be afraid to keep refining and editing the prompt that you put in. If it's not getting it right, then tell it. You need to say that's not right or it sounds too formal and I want it to sound more conversational or something like that. Again, it might take several attempts for you to get the results you want, but each time it generates an answer, look at it and say to yourself, right, um, you know, that's not quite right. You, you know, I don't want that, but I do want this. And again, put that into the next prompt and it will refine it and make it better each time. Remember, though, it's limitations, okay? I just, I really, really want to make that clear. If you're using it for research, remember it will pick things that aren't accurate. It will cite sources that don't exist. So you've got to be absolutely crystal clear on whether these sources are the, the sources that you hope and think they are. So when it's generated a response, it's down to you, the human, to go away and check. Are those accurate things? I know I've heard stories of it you know, giving you answers and describing a source or citing a source. And that source actually doesn't exist at all. That person doesn't exist. So just be really mindful of that when you're doing this process. And if you're stuck with prompts, ask it, ask it to tell you what's a good prompt for me to use if I want your help with X? What's a good prompt to use if I want your help with writing a chapter for my book? And it should then give you the right responses that, that you can then use as the prompts to put in. Again, you're going to need to refine them. Absolutely. But it's a really helpful tool for that too. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I know that AI is a big thing. It's a big deal. Lots of people are talking about it. All I would say is make it manageable for you and keep your eyes open, keep learning, keep growing your knowledge base around this. And hopefully the episode today has helped you realize that you can use AI in a really authentic, ethical way to help you write your business book. 
Before you turn off, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the happy writer's message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag creatinghappywriters. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at stephcaswell.com and on Instagram or Facebook at creatinghappywriters. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. You can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly newsletter, The Write Stuff, full of advice and ideas about writing and publishing. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, happy writing.